Why, good day, fam. Welcome to the very first episode of That New, where we talk about that new. So what is that new? Basically, we're here, me and my team at CM Marketing, we're going to talk about new upcoming and emerging studies, research, and data that is pertinent to the marketing industry that have just come out. You know what I mean? It's very difficult to stay on top of all these new trends, all these new studies, all these new research projects that people are coming out with. And we wanted to take the work out of you finding them and bring it right to your ears. So my name is Chris Mitchell. I'm joined here with my lovely interns, Melvin and Henry Lima. And we're here to talk to you guys today about an important topic that everybody's been wondering. And that is, how is consumer shopping going to be different post reopening after COVID-19 shutdowns, yes? Our data today comes to us from HubSpot, who used Lucid to ask more than 300 North American consumers which best describes how you'll shop once businesses fully reopen after COVID-19 shutdown. According to their study, 5% responded, I don't know how I'll shop yet. 6% responded, I'll shop almost completely in stores. 15% responded, I'll primarily shop in stores, but will go online if I have to. 18% responded, I'll primarily shop online, but will shop in stores if they're more convenient. An overwhelming 35% said, I'll shop almost completely online. 21 in second place said, I'll do an equal mix of in-store and online shopping, right? Interesting findings indeed. So let's talk about this fam. Two things that really stand out to me in this data set is the people who responded, I'll shop in stores, but online if I have to, <laughs> or I'll shop online, but in stores if it's more convenient. So let's talk about this guys. Like what do you think contributes to people's behavior on this? Cause I can, I can understand things kind of like both ways, but let's really talk about these two facts and kind of how people's ideas of shopping have changed per this data. So first let's talk about, I'll shop in stores, but online if I have to. Henry, why do you think people have this attitude about shopping post COVID? Okay, Chris. So I feel like the reason why people responded the way they responded to the shopping in store, but online if they have to situation is because they want to check out the items that they want in store to check out the details about the items such as furniture. Furniture is always something that people want to look at, whether it's uh, a bed, it could be a couch, a table. They want to see the material and how it looks. And if they like it or not, um, that depends on how they feel, like how they, if they, whether they want to buy it or not. And so that's why they go online and decide whether they want to purchase it or not. Same thing with technology. They want to see how the phone looks, how it feels, whether it's a good fit for them um, in terms of shopping in stores. Technology is something that we all like to see because we all have technology all over the place. We have TVs, we have consoles, we have phones and tablets. Why not check it out in store, you know? Technology is something we want to see physically to see if it's functional for, for the person, for the consumer. 
And that's why I feel like people in, who rather shop in store rather check out things physically, whether it's good or not. Um, you know what I mean? And especially with groceries, nobody really would shop with like would rather shop at groceries online because they want to know if their food is good or not. They can't trust anybody that like let's just say like a prime shopper um, like shops pretty much for their food. But you, once it gets home, you start to think to yourself, like, is this the right, like, product that they, they bought, you know, like, that I got? So that is why people who um, shop in store, who rather shop in groceries physically, it's much better for them because you're picking your own food, obviously. Yeah, and let's not discount the fact that even though we have a lot of people buying groceries online, we don't know who's bringing them to our doors. You know what I mean? Like, some people might not want people to bring their valuable stuff to their doors. And, like, sure, we got Instacarts and everything, but, like, what if I'm going to be gone for a very long time and I order some oranges and some cheese and I'm gone for, like, an hour and a half and now I got melted oranges and, you know, cheese all up on my driveway and things like that. You know what I mean? That's a pretty... Not the best circumstance I would want for my groceries and i would like to be able to and like what if i got frozen you know what i mean you got to protect the frozen so i can totally understand why shopping in store in these cases would definitely impact my experience post covid and just overall right so yeah 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 um melvin what do you think i think a factor worth considering is a uh, availability um a lot of products you can find online but a lot of times it's sold out so you're going to have to go in store to buy it. Uh, example being clothes, books, even gym products. Well, not of late, but a lot of gym products you still have to go in store to buy. But clothes being like prime example, because a lot of times clothes fit differently depending on what kind of brand it is, where it's made. If some people got big feet versus little feet and they can't, and they only got little feet shoes for your big feet in the store. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely the availability and the fit is something that is very important to consumers. Like, and it's always been that way, right? That brings us to our second one that I think is also very pertinent to talk about, which is the category of the I'll shop online, but in stores if it's more convenient. So what do they mean by like more convenient? Like what does that look like for our consumer post COVID shutdown, right? So in my mind, there are kind of two reasons at the top of my mind that kind of give me a basis for this one, which is, beauty and personal care products and again clothes but in a very different way because for me when i think about beauty and personal care products sure people buy a lot of makeup online and that's the reason why it gets sold out so quickly but there are also like some products that i just have to try in store like lotions for example you know i'm half black half mexican all rhythm i gotta make sure that these lotions will keep me from deliver me from the ashiness as you will you know what i mean and a lot of people don't have the same skin types a lot of people don't have the same hair types a lot of people don't have the same you know sebaceous glands and things like that but we're also talking about convenient you know what i mean and it like you can't try these products online that's not convenient on top of the fact like what if you had like a good lotion that was only found in like your local Rite Aid and then that Rite Aid closed down because of COVID and like it shut down and then like now you got to find the next Rite Aid that's like two towns away. You know what I mean? That's extra inconvenient for me on my ashy notice. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's one thing I think of. Um, another reason I bring up clothes for this category as well is because clothes, I think in terms of convenience, you know, the amount of discounts and things that can be sold out. 
are also a factor that's important for me personally. Because if I shop online, I could use my little honey extension, my little um, hastily searched Google codes <laughs> or, or like some cheat some codes that I got off of Reddit or something, you know what I mean? And I could put that in my cart uh, to alter the price of my order. And that's just not something I could do <laughs> in a store. And then also things are sold out in stores and online. Like what if I want something that's all only available online and it's sold out? What if I want something in stores and it's sold out and I can only get it online? You know what I mean? It's a struggle. It's a battle. And especially because it's Pride Month, you know, everybody has their Pride exclusive deals and they have content and um, merchandise that are in stores, that are not in stores, that are only exclusive online. The store that they're in may be only a specific store that's like 20 miles away. So we got to, you know, have an exodus in order to reach these products. You know what I mean? So to that effect... I could definitely understand why shopping online versus in stores versus convenience is a contributing factor to the answers in this study, right? Another example I think about are like gifts. You know, um, there's not very many like edible arrangement kiosks. There aren't a whole lot of stores offering these gift packages. You know what I mean? Like sure you can get like gift cards and things like that, but if I wanna go like balls to the wall, like, extravagant type of gift, then I probably have to call somebody or like find something online and get like a good option for, or like add a bunch of things to my cart and then make a gift out of that myself. You know what I mean? Another example for gray areas is pet stuff. Sometimes a dog collar is just a dog collar, but sometimes you don't check the specs and you don't know if you're gonna get something for a chihuahua or something for a bear. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, shoes. I think shoes is like, going back to clothes, shoes is kind of like the biggest gray area for me. Because again, you know, you got people with big feet, wide feet, uh, crusty feet, uh, they need the powders, uh, they need the, the gel insoles, you know what I mean? You gotta get your Dr. Scholl's in this bitch, and like, it could, that could already be like a case number one. There is no number two, but I just think about feet, <laughs> and like shoes is like a huge gray area for this one. And then, you know, someone else said books earlier. I agree, because you know, we're not just dealing with physical books anymore, we're dealing with textbooks, we're dealing with ebooks, we're dealing with Kindles, we're dealing with, you know, downloadable ones, we're dealing with video books now. They, I don't know if people know, but they do make like video books now, audio books now, and things like that. So, you know, just kind of like some of these are available only in audio form. Some of these are available only in print. You know, I'm still loose leafing this bitch. You know what I mean? So then let's talk about I'll shop almost completely online. You know, I feel like for this category, it really comes up to like the obvious factors and the non-obvious factors. Number one being convenience, um, closely followed by like how much time someone has to shop for products or where they could get things. The availability of discounts. You know, some people's discounts are only available in like swipe up codes on Instagram. Some people clip coupons. You can't really use coupons online because it's like an only imprint coupon. You know what I mean? Product availability. Are things sold out? Are they exclusive online? Are they not exclusive online? What store are they at? Is it a store nearby? Do I have to go to, you know, the depths of the jungles of Africa to find some bars of soap or something? You know what I mean? And then obviously there's a pandemic. Nobody wants to go out because of the pandemic and everybody's nasty. You know what I mean? Everybody's just not wearing their masks. Some people may not be vaccinated. Even if they are vaccinated, you know, they could still carry like the disease and things like on their clothes. And, you know, everybody gets nervous every time they hear a cough nowadays. <laughs> Let's not pretend that's not you. Um, now some of the non-obvious factors to me are like loyalty programs. You know what I mean? 
Like if I got my little punch card to get my little ice creams, you know, I got to go in and get my punches. You know what I mean? I can't Postmate my punches. <laughs> um, inventory scarcity and like lack of ability of substitutes, right? So I may not have to go all the way to the depths of Africa to get my soap that's good for my skin and everything. You know what I mean? But I don't know what kind of substitutes there are. I don't know who's coming out with these new formulas. I don't know where the labs are. I don't know where the businesses are. And to be honest, I don't even know if I could afford it. You know what I mean? Because like price is a factor, a non-obvious factor as well. Sometimes things might be cheaper online versus in store. You know what I mean? Because in store, they like to mark up prices and things like that. But also online, they like to mark up prices sometimes, occasionally. And we never really know, right? And then there goes back to the whole thing about exclusivity of products in store online. Another thing I think about is the mode of shopping placement. So earlier I was talking about like swipe ups, but now we're dealing with more than just swipe ups. Now we're dealing with ambassador codes. We're dealing with Instagram shop, Facebook shop. You know what I mean? People don't have to leave apps in order to shop for products and add things to their cart. So we're not really talking about like solely Amazon stuff or anything anymore. We're talking about all the avenues where people could shop online socially. We call it social shopping. So now that we talked about and discussed the details per the study, here is the big question. How do we reach shoppers after reopening after the pandemic? One of the tips that we discovered is expanding or making a website. Yeah, and that's a very good point because pricing pages that explain the price range for each of your services or high price products will definitely help. A lot of people like to see images and videos of teams providing services from your store and things like that. And also you wanna take that time to put out any new products or things that people might not really be seeing online that are in store or vice versa. You know what I mean? Sometimes people do blog posts about their products, um, which is a great opportunity to do reviews, a great opportunity to talk about the pros of the products. You know what I mean? But largely, you probably want to consider having a good landing page or like a good contact form or a good lead capture form where people can contact you for more information, maybe get a product demo going or even schedule a service so you can show them your product or service. You know what I mean? So we have other options, right? So what are some other ways businesses can get ahead of the curb after reopening? So another thing we need to consider is adding online shopping or ordering options as well. I agree because I think we've all seen that many restaurants began to kind of lean on delivery and pickup order apps. You know what I mean? We got our Postmates, we got our Grubhubs, we got our Uber Eats, as expensive and unnecessary as they are. And even small stores and boutiques could build stores with like Shopify. And like we were talking about social shops, Facebook shops, Instagram shops, things online. I think that'll help them get ahead of the curve if they don't really have the resources available to make these landing pages or redo an entire website, because that's expensive. You know what I mean? Website designs are expensive and they might not be able to do that. You know what I mean? With the amount of money they lost during the pandemic. You could also spend time, you know, getting some good shots of your products and, you know, like really kind of refining the descriptions possibly to your products. If it doesn't sound popping enough, you can make it sound popping enough. You know what I mean? And I know another big thing is like free shipping. Everybody loves free shipping. Whatever you got to do to get that free shipping, you know, you should find a fulfillment option that will give you the opportunity to provide free shipping because that that is everybody's number one make or break point to buying you know what i mean first they see that price 
and then they see the shipping and handling and then they make the <laughs> the big decisions right so that's good uh so what what is another thing we could talk about for everybody right so we need to also consider giving an audience a virtual experience yeah you're right i think virtual experiences are very important because like gyms for example um gyms were offering online training classes gyms were offering online workouts you know what i mean um people are getting their pelotons and cycling at home all the studies that came out about people doing physical activity indoors way more than outdoors obviously because of the pandemic but you know sometimes people like the comfort of their own home better because they don't like doing that whole being around gyms vibe sweating all over the equipment vibe uh people get self-conscious about their form while they're doing things um you know guys aren't lifting up their shirts got they pecs all in the mirrors and things like that making everybody uncomfortable while they benching you know what i mean it can be awkward for a lot of people i also saw hair studios were offering like tutorials uh, how to do like braids how to get some cuts uh how to dye your hair properly so you don't wind up with a orange ass forehead you know what i mean <laughs> and then you know other things businesses were doing is they were launching podcasts like us <laughs> that new hashtag that new and they were making more videos you know investing into making more videos because they weren't reaching people while everything was shut down you know they have to engage their community somehow they have to start conversations somehow they are finding videos and live streams and things like that to do they're also creating downloadable materials right people can still pay for downloadable materials people can still fill out lead capture forms for downloadable materials you know what i mean all the times i think about for the studies and the stuff that i bring to my interns i gotta sit there and i gotta fill out my info for like every form so like hundreds of companies have my info by now but I also got these studies, you know what I mean? Give or take, tip or tat in this hoe. So, you know, these are all ways people reach consumers and find a very unique way to distribute to their customers in a way that's effective, in a way that's cost efficient, and in a way that gives you an opportunity to put the most out to as many as possible because you don't know how it's gonna perform online. You don't know if people are gonna share. You don't know if people are not gonna share. You don't know if people are gonna comment all up in your thread you know what i mean you don't know if people are going to retweet repost you know it, it leaves you an opportunity to invite all of those possibilities that could affect your growth right and that's all we have for you guys today thanks for tuning in stay tuned for more episodes and make sure to hit that follow button so you never miss an update if you would like more information on some of the things that we are talking about in this episode you can visit our website at cmitchellmarketing.com. See you guys next week where we're going to bring you some more of that new. Bye and thanks for listening again.